Welcome to our podcast series, Elected Ed, in which we talk about issues affecting the everyday governing environment for local elected officials throughout North Carolina. We're coming to you from our studio here at the UNC School of Government in Chapel Hill. I'm Patrice Rossler, Manager of Elected Official Programming here with the school's Center for Public Leadership and Governance. Today, we're talking with Kirk Boone, Teaching Assistant Professor of Public Finance and Government. Kirk's field of expertise is property tax, especially the tax appraisal process. Thank you for talking with me today. Oh, thanks, Patrice. I'm happy to be here. Tell me why a county would do a property tax appraisal. The basic reason is because the law requires it. And so our constitution of North Carolina places a a strong requirement on uniformity and equity. And so reappraisal is the tool to get there. So you're using the term reappraisal. What's the difference in appraisal and reappraisal? Appraisal is more of a, a general term that is used in the fee appraisal world. Someone might get an appraisal done of their home for refinance purposes or for mortgage lending purposes, but the county has a specific function for appraisal, which uh, serves as an assessed value and is the basis for property tax. That's the largest unrestricted revenue source for local governments in North Carolina. So tell me how the appraised value of, of a home relates to the tax levy. All of the appraised values becomes a part of what we call the tax base. All taxable property has a value. All of those assessed values together multiplied by the tax rate that elected officials uh, set based on budgetary needs results in that revenue amount, the total revenue amount from property taxes. I was reading an article recently about a county that had come out with their new appraisals. So taxpayers like me, homeowners, got a new statement of the assessed value of their homes. The citizens were all up in arms. They were really stirred up because their appraisals went up. I thought an appraised value increasing was a good thing. Is there a disconnect there? No, I think that a lot of taxpayers, citizens, see that increase in value equating to an increase in taxes. And so nobody likes to see an increase in taxes. I mean, me included, right? Anything that hits your pocketbook is many times seen as a negative effect. But assessors are required to track the market, what buyers and sellers are really paying for property in the county to set as a equalizing factor. So local governments can equalize the tax burden across the jurisdiction because, as we know, those increases don't always happen at the same rate all across the county. Say a little bit more about that. It's my understanding that the appraisal has to be 100% of fair market value. Explain that equity issue to me, Kirk. This, to me, Patrice, really is the most important thing to know about property taxes and administering the property taxes in all of North Carolina, and that is why we do a reappraisal. In doing that, we are redistributing 
the burden of the property tax based on the value of the property. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you and I live in the same county and we have just gone through a reappraisal. And so just as as we've already said, assessors are required to appraise property at 100% of market value. There's some knowledge that's needed there. How do we know that Patrice's property is being appraised at 100% of market value and Kirk's property is being appraised at 100% of market value? So how do you know that? Assessors use sales as evidence and also statistics called a sales ratio. If their assessed value is very close to the sales prices in Patrice's area and in Kirk's area, then we know we're close to market value. We would say that we both have a ratio of close to 100%. And that would mean that you and I are sharing equally in the tax burden for the county we live in. That's right. Okay. Because that tax rate applies to all property. And Patrice's area is being assessed at 100% of market value. And Kirk's area is being assessed at 100% market value. The same tax rate is applying. That's uniformity and equity. As time goes forward, right, after that reappraisal year, we know that markets change at different rates within the county. And so if Patrice lives in an area that is growing, you know, we typically refer to this and citizens would refer to this as a a hot market. So area of rapidly increasing property values, but Kirk's area is not rapidly increasing. His is more of a stable area. And there are even areas within a jurisdiction that can decline in values. Without reappraising, Patrice is really becoming a winner. Kirk is really becoming a loser. Because you're paying more of the tax burden. I'm still paying 100% of my market value, but because Patrice lives in a hot market, she's now only paying property taxes on a lower percentage of her market value. So talk to me about the schedule then, because a part of what you just said referenced the year of the appraisal. This is not a process that takes place every year, right? That's absolutely correct. Because this is a big burden on the county to do a reappraisal, most counties in North Carolina have found it only practical uh, to reappraise most frequently on a four-year schedule. The law requires counties to reappraise on an eight-year schedule. And you think most counties are doing every four years, Kirk? Right now, it's about half. So all of the tax policy authorities, such as the North Carolina Department of Revenue, the International Association of Assessing Officers and and the School of Government and the education that we provide, the Lincoln Institute of Land Management, they all recommend more frequent reappraisal to be more uniform and fair to to taxpayers, to try to maintain that, that same level of assessment throughout a jurisdiction. So I guess the theory is that over a four year time frame, the movement to equalize that burden is less than if you wait eight years and then you're looking at property values that might have doubled or tripled. That's right. Okay. Thank you for that clarity. Another thing I wanted to talk about with you, Kirk, is what it takes for a county to be able to do the appraisal. 
I know that there's an issue that has to do with whether you actually have staff going out and walking the land or doing site visits. And then there are those that just use electronics to do random samples. What do you think about the two different approaches, Kirk? In both approaches, one of the primary considerations is how accurate is your property characteristic data? As you might imagine, without the correct measurements, the heights, the quality, and the other considerations that any appraiser would need to be able to accurately place a value on property, if those data characteristics are not accurate, then it's almost impossible to believe that the values that come out of that process could be accurate. So all of that to say, if you have very accurate data, if you've inspected your properties recently, and by recently, I mean within the last eight years, or if you have digital imaging and technology that allows you to uh, inspect property without physically being present there at, at the, the property site, then about eight years is as long as you would want to go without physically inspecting property. That, that would be your primary consideration as to the extent of the type of reappraisal, whether you want to do a full, yeah. we call it full measure and list. To do that type of process, you have to calculate how many properties can be inspected in a day, how many staff members do you have, and how much time do you have before your next reappraisal. There have been some very successful reappraisal full measure and lists within a three to four year period, all done in-house in North Carolina. That's pretty impressive, Kirk, to think that a county could do that on their own, because this is an expensive thing to purchase, right? It is. So counties have option of uh, performing that reappraisal work in-house with their own staff. Like, like the example I just mentioned, there are firms that provide that service, like many of our other government services and within the assessor's office. A lot of counties have found that the, a combination of those work well for them. So, I'm curious, when you have an outside vendor come in and do the appraisal for you, um, do you also have staff that work with that vendor, or does the vendor do it all on their own? What does that look like for a county? That's a great question, Patrice. And the important to remember is that the assessor is the position that's legally required in our North Carolina law for property value. Even if they do hire experts to come in and help, the assessor is still, it's, it's the assessor's value, it's the county's value. Can I ask you a question about the assessor then right there? Because yes. is the assessor an appointed position by the elected body or is that a position that the manager hires? How is that set up? North Carolina law also requires all counties to appoint an assessor. Okay. In some counties, you may have a new assessor that doesn't have a lot of experience. They may also have a limited staff that was only hired since the last reappraisal. So some of our counties have staff that have never been a part of a reappraisal. So they're going to need some help. And in those situations, I would recommend that they still work closely with the reappraisal firm. I would recommend that they work towards having the knowledge to be able to do a reappraisal in-house. Don't know if they'll ever get there because there's turnover in the assessor's office, but that's a good goal. 
Is there an apprenticeship program for appraisers? There's not an apprenticeship program, but the assessor's office is one of the few departments that have legal requirements for certification and continuing education. Uh, And and that's that's, what you do. That's part of what I do. I help the Department of Revenue with that. They oversee that process. So there's two separate requirements, one for the assessor and one for anyone in the assessor's office that performs appraisal work. What would you say is the role of the elected officials, Kirk, in oversight of the appraisal process? The Machinery Act, which is the portion of Chapter 105 of North Carolina statutes, defines a local tax official as the assessor and also a member of the Board of Commissioners. Knowing what that role is 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 very important. Commissioners decide whether or not to advance that reappraisal schedule. And I think it is important for commissioners to be able to communicate with the assessor's office on the statistics that are important in making that determination. It it is a great idea, a great function to be able to ask, how is uniformity and equity? This circles back around to the main topic of our podcast is, you know, why are we doing reappraisals and the importance of equity? Like I said, our Constitution requires that that uniformity. So having those discussions, the knowledge of the questions to ask and being able to decide whether or not to advance a reappraisal beyond the scheduled eight years. And if you're already at four years, that's fantastic. There are counties that are talking about doing reappraisals even more frequently than four years. More often than four years. Yes. So something that we've touched on before, Kirk, I wanted to explore a little bit with you, and that is a good planning cycle for the appraisal. What does that look like? I think if you're reaching for that goal of at least a four-year reappraisal cycle, then you immediately start planning for the next reappraisal. You're analyzing the statistics from the last reappraisal, and you're starting to plan on the needs for the next one. The example I used earlier was of a county that has about 70,000 parcels, definitely considered a a medium-sized county. They did a reappraisal in 2019, and the assessor commented that their staff immediately began planning for their next reappraisal, which was a four-year So it's an, it's an unstop process. It really is, and it keeps the staff engaged. It keeps them trained. Really, another important part of that equation are our citizens. Eight years is enough time to forget what a reappraisal is, and I think you started out the discussion with you can have really large increase if you wait eight years. It's almost unbelievable. And a lot of that is a perception that my value has increased this much in one year, right? And that's because our citizens can forget that reappraisal is a cycle. Four years is better for that reason. The thing that we haven't touched on, Kirk, is the Board of Equalization and Review. The commissioners, the Board of E&R, and the assessor Their role is to consider the uniformity and equity issues that the individual taxpayer doesn't see. 
in year four or five and six after a reappraisal, the real winner in the tax world, he's looking at his tax bill and thinking, oh, I'm assessed at 300000 but the value of my house is now 600000 This is great. I don't mind paying tax right. on that. The other taxpayer that lives in an area that is not one of those hot areas, they're looking at a bill that says assessed value 300000 and they're thinking, yeah, I could probably sell it for 300000 Neither taxpayer feels that wrong. anything's wrong, right? but you still have a winner and a loser because without that reappraisal, you have the winner that's paying on half of their market value. The other taxpayer is still paying on full market value. So that raises a question for me, Kirk. Do the appraisers make regular reports on that kind of data to the elected officials at all? Would they come in in the year after they've gone through an appraisal process and say, here's where the hot markets are, here's where the slow markets are, here's where the commercial property is? Do they ever just make information sharing a part of the role for the elected officials to hear how things are growing, not growing, evolving in the county? I can't speak for what happens, but what you just described would be perfect if those discussions were happening because the assessor's office is very interested in sales. They're very interested in what is happening within the markets Within the county, they want to keep their finger on the pulse of the markets. So they have that information, and those are the kind of discussions that the assessor should be having with. So it'd be great if the elected officials would just learn to ask those kinds of questions. Maybe you set it up through the manager and say, once every February, we want to have the assessor come in and do an environmental report on what things are looking like here. That'd be great. Our guest has been Kirk Boone, property tax and appraisal expert here at the UNC School of Government. I want to thank our incredible studio producer, Paul Bonner, for his assistance with this. If you like this podcast, you can like and subscribe to it on our website. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And certainly, if you have ideas for additional topics, you can reach me at prossler at sog.unc.edu. That's P-R-O-E-S-L-E-R at S-O-G dot U-N-C dot E-D-U. Thank you.